For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Ladies and gentlemen, got a very special guest on the show today, three-time Olympian, Will Clay, all right, uh, man, like I, like I mentioned, three-time Olympian, music artist, very versatile, uh, myself and obviously Bridget Case, who's my co-host, uh, thanks for coming on the show today, man. Man, it's love, man. I've been watching this, so I've been waiting. I've been waiting to get on. Like, dang, when Rob's gonna hit me, man? So I can get on, chop it up right. with my guy, man. So I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, to be man. Appreciate. It. Nah, you knew, you knew, man. You was on my list from day one. I knew you. I know you were going through some, you know, some personal things and and, and getting ready for the Olympics for this year, which we'll get into, yeah. obviously, with the cancellation of that or the postponement, I should say, and. Um, but uh, man, it's good to hear from you. It's good to see you. You know, I wanted to come to the track. We were doing this thing where my podcast, you know, Bridget and I, we agreed like, man, it would be it would be cool to do everything mobile, meaning that like yeah. whoever our guest is, you know, we want to be uh, in a setting that is you know close to them that fits them. So you know, you running track, like man, it'd be perfect to to do a setup right there on the track with the right. track in the background and everything like that. Yeah. And we had yeah, we had Renee Montgomery uh, in our last episode. Uh, Would have been nice to be able to. She plays for the Atlanta Dream, and so it'd have been nice right. to be able to at least you know either go to the the, the facility or 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 the arena, do it there. But yeah. you know, under the circumstances, obviously, Zoom, Zoom is. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what the times is calling for, man. I saw I saw the one you did with Doctor Lebo at the spot, man. I saw that one. Yeah, I saw that one. I was like, okay. I think that was one of Bridget's favorites. She she felt she felt very home there. Really, I loved it, and he was man, so that's right. one of the he smartest so dudes right. that I ever met. Did you did you have an opportunity to work with him? Yeah, a little yeah, bit. Man, I was, yeah, cool. I was uh. At one point in time, I was getting, I was driving up every day. Wow. I drive from San Diego up there for like, uh, I think I did that for like two weeks. And then I was like, man, you know what? I'm about to just get a hotel. So I got a hotel over there for yeah. another week. And then, uh, yeah, man, I was, I was coming up there two times a day. I was doing two days with him. And, uh, what? Yeah, yeah, he was taking, yeah, man, That's I was. That's a heavy drive, man. Cause you coming from, you coming from. It's not like you coming from Carlsbad, which is like I'm coming from Southern San Diego. Like, yeah. Are you in like Chula Vista or somewhere? Or where are you living? I'm in Imperial Beach. Oh, oh, so so you're, like, yeah. You're like at the border. 
Yeah, like I could look out my window and see like helicopters floating over yeah. the border right now. Like, yeah, I'm right there. You could be in Mexico by the end of the episode. For sure. Yeah, no, I feel you. When I would, when yeah, I, I would, I could be to Mexico and back by the end of the totally. show. Totally. No, I feel yeah. you. <laughs> wow. Go grab me some tacos and all that. Yeah, I used to live in PB, so I. I love living oh, in Oh, you Canada. know. Mm-hmm. I know. Trust me. Yeah. Oh, you was it. in PD going mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. You was in yeah, PD going up. Yeah, she was out there. Up. You know, mm-hmm. she was turning up. She was out. You only turn live in PD up. if you trying to turn up. It was so fun. Yeah. But I'll never do it again. <laughs> 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 it was like one time in your life, you know? I feel you. I lived all over San Diego, up and down the coast. I never made it over to... Uh, uh, Mexico though the uh, what's what, what's the town right there? Like, Tijuana across the border. Yep, Tijuana made it over there to TJ. What? So, How? I was always scared. I was always scared. Yeah. I was scared. I'm like, man, I'm like, we gonna get trapped over moved. here. We're gonna be stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? I was like that when I first moved out here. Some of the dudes I trained with, uh, you know, Wes and them dudes, they was like, man, come on, let's go. Yeah. Let's go to Mexico. Let's go to TJ. They call it TJ. Oh, yeah. We call, we call it TJ. TJ. Yeah. yeah, TJ. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, for sure. But he gave me, like, this briefing before we left. He was like, all right, so look, we're going to all stay together. Don't wear no jewelry. See? He was See? like, don't wear no designer clothes. And so I'm like, See? dang, because I'm, you know, I'm trying to get fresh. You feel me, like, you know, yeah. I got chains on, like I'm, I'm yeah. trying to get fresh. He like, nah. See, that's what it was. It was the briefing that got me too, bro. Yeah. I'm like, wait, wait <laughs> you got a brief? Oh no, nah. I don't, I don't want to go. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Bro, I'm, I'm already on ten. <laughs> I'm on ten the whole time. Like the whole time we there, I'm, I'm looking over my shoulder. Like we walking through the streets. We go to like some little bars. We, I'm like, man, like I can't even like enjoy myself because I'm trying not to get got at this point. But like, I, but when I got there, like I realized, like you know what, it's cool. You know, it's it's just a bunch of people there trying to have a good time. But just like anywhere, just like if you in the Bay or you in LA or Arizona, wherever you go, you you take yourself to the wrong spot and you gonna end up in a bad situation. Yeah, but. But like, if you in like the cool spots where everybody's at, for the most part, you good. You know what I'm saying? So like, I, I ended up going back. I went back with my wife, Queen. We went out there like one night just for dinner, and it was cool. Wow. You know what I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like up. it's cool. But I had to give her that briefing, and you know, she like, <laughs> she she different from me. When I got the briefing, I was like, all right. All right, bro. Like I don't know her. She like why? Like why can't I wear my Gucci bag? Like why can't I just do it? I'm like, baby, just do it, please. Like right, you need to be safe for the like, both of us. For the both of us, because <laughs> if something happened, like I'm the one that gotta really get out. You feel me? So right, I'm like, <laughs> right. I'm like, baby, just don't wear that, please. She like, all right. No, I wanted to know like what 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 your what your experience was like over there. Well, I mean, I grew up down in Orange County, so it's like we would go to Tijuana just to get like costumes for things. You know what I mean? So it's like TJ is just you know like I'm serious. Like our the like head choir mom because I was like in choir in high school, and she would go and get our costumes. We would go down there. 
for just like stupid stuff like that. So you just like run errands down there for things, you know, because everything's so cheap. Okay. So it's so cheap. Sure. So it's, but it is. Can I ask it you is a question? Scary. Yeah. Did you uh did you used to go down there for like spring break in high school? Not in high school. Um, no, okay. I. What was I doing on spring? No, I was just busy because I like usually had competitions during the weekend and stuff. So yeah, I never had like really fun spring break. When I was in high school, like did you do that? Kids used to. Oh. I never went. I never went, but like a lot of like my teammates would be like, "Yeah, we going mm-hmm. to we going to TJ for spring break," and I'm like, well, "What?" They like, yeah, we going out there to turn up mm-hmm. in high school. Like, you know what I'm saying? You go out there and there's no rules. Totally, like, exactly. They don't, they don't care. They don't care. Yeah, when yeah. I, I wow. went to, I went to the Bahamas with my family. I think when I was like 16, and um, the drinking age there is like 18 or something. And yeah. I was at the pool. And me and and our and a family friend of mine and we're both just like ordering virgin pina coladas like nonstop. But I didn't I didn't say virgin because I just assumed that they would give me one because I looked twelve. But all of a sudden my mom walks into the pool bar and I'm just like this, like, just going like this, and I just like go up to her and I'm like, and that was like the first time I ever was drunk because. They just were serving me up regular pina coladas, and I was like, obviously oh, so man. tiny. But it was so funny because my mom was just like, she just walked in and she's like, "This is a helpless situation. <laughs> There's nothing I can do now but just be entertained." So, your life. but yeah. you know what? Um, <laughs> you know what spot? I had a roommate in um, in college. His name was Steve, and uh, see, and you went to high school in Arizona, right? Right, Doug? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So there's a uh, there's a spot out there. He used to go to every spring break. I think it's called uh, Lake Havasu. That's an AZ, oh, right? Yeah, hey. everyone goes to Lake Havasu that's, from out here, Arizona. Spot. Like everyone, if you're a, into boating or anything lake related, that's your spot. Yeah. The river. He was like, that was the spot. Yeah, that's the that's another spot, Bo. I've never been there either. But. I haven't. I, I didn't heard some stories like it's just a vibe. Like everybody's out on the boats, you get the little inner tube, and you just float and kicking. It's just so yeah. many people there. Like I just heard it's a cool vibe. Like yeah. one of these years, I'm gonna have like we gonna have to go, bro. We gotta go. Yeah, okay. We gotta get I'm get all the homies, down. get on the boat, and just go vibe. Now floating, you know, water and and and, and me, our relationship is, you know, is oh, uh, you ain't with that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Oh, then, well, you, then you I mean, definitely. I've done it. I like what then I, you definitely have to go. Please, I want to see this. Hey, <laughs> like I've, I've done the floating before, man, but it wasn't like the greatest experience. And I've done it multiple times too, and it was just like, man, I, I'm always falling in the water. You oh, know, man. you know, you, you like, sink. You rock, with, you rock with jet skis? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. What's up? Okay. No, we, so, we, no, we good. Jet skis. I'm down. Yeah. I'm yeah, definitely for down. sure. All right, we cool. get we can get like cool. a boat, like a big boat with some jet skis. I'm with that. Yeah, I'm with that. Yes, for sir. Sure. Um, yeah, we'll do that. So you've been running track now how long? I mean, uh, as a professional. As a professional, this makes mm-hmm. uh this uh this will make nine years as a wow. professional. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, and 20. talk to us. Talk to us about like. Take us back. How did it all get started for you? When did you know you wanted to 
run track? When did you when did you feel like you wanted to take it to the next level and and do it professionally? Um, man, you know what's crazy? Growing up, I didn't really know about professional track. Like me, I wanted to play ball. I wanted to play football, and so like all the way up until my senior year of high school, I was I was locked in on playing football. You know what I'm saying? I I was doing you know what I'm saying like camps and getting recruited and things like that and then um it just it just wasn't the same uh I wasn't getting the same love the as same I attention. was in track. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was getting so much attention. I I had I had offers from every school in the country for track. But for football I, I only had a few. You wow. know what I'm saying? I, I only okay, had a few. then I want to know how come you didn't go to Oregon? Man, uh, I almost did go to Oregon. To tell you the truth, me and my boy, we yeah. almost, we almost both like committed there, but then to, run track. Uh, to play well, football and run track. Well, yeah, because Rob, it's, okay. it's called Track Town USA, so it's known, best known. <laughs> well, excuse me, Miss well, uh, Oregon University. Hey, okay, it's University of Oregon, by the way. It's, don't say it backwards. But, no, I'm saying, so there's a reason behind me asking. There's a reason behind me asking because the best the best track runners in the country get recruited there. So, Hold and, on, and, see, but we're going to get there. Exactly. So he's going to get there. I'm sure you've run at Hayward. Continue. Uh, Yeah, so I'm getting, like, all these offers for track. And so my senior year, my coach was like, so what you going to do? Like, you got maybe five, six offers for football. You got a million offers for track. Like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I still want to play ball. He was like, man, look. He was like, you need to just go to Oregon. Or not Oregon, sorry. Mm -hmm. I was not going to Oregon. He was like, you need to go to Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. And uh, at the time, I had took visits to, like, Texas a and I took visits to USC. Um, and I, I took a visit to Arkansas. Mm -hmm. Those were, like, big schools for, like, for my event. So, I uh. I was like, man, I'm not going to Oklahoma. Like, what's in Oklahoma? <laughs> I'm about to be in L.A. at USC. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. And, and Hollywood. <laughs> Kicking it with some, right. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, I, I ended up taking a visit to Oklahoma. You know what I'm saying? And uh, this a black and Asian dude come scoop me from the airport in a rental car. This turns out to be Coach Fisher. So, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this wow. turns out to be Coach Fisher. And so he picked me up and he playing like some Wiz Khalifa. And I'm like, okay, oh, oh, hey, you know about Wiz. At the time, Wiz was just getting started. This was like right. cushion orange juice Wiz. And yeah. so I'm like, all right, he kind of cool. And then uh, he then he played some Wayne. Then he played some Carter too. I'm like, what? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you played like, some Wayne. On, you man. know what's happening? Yeah, I'm like, hold on. And he know the lyrics. He know the words and stuff. And at the time, I think <laughs> Coach Coach Fisher was probably like, he was probably like thirty, mid to late thirties. So he was still pretty young. Yep. I was I was seventeen, yep. and uh, so he. He just was cool. We just bonded on a level like that. I hated Oklahoma as a city, you know what I'm saying? But, like, I was mm -hmm. like, dang, like, this dude really cool, you know what I'm saying? And, and that was the only school 
out of all the colleges, that was the only school that had any jumpers that had jumped further than what I was jumping in, in high school. So I was like, I got to go where there are better athletes than me. I'm not. Yeah, the challenge. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not allowed to go anywhere where I'm already that. You know, what I'm saying that guy, and so, you know, I, I, uh, I decommitted from USC. Oh, you had already. Wow. Com- you had already committed. When I when I committed to USC, Coach Fisher, he because he he came to my house like twice. He came maybe three times. He took the first home visit. He came. I committed to USC. I took a visit to Oklahoma. He came back to the house again, and he came. I had a football game that night too. He came to my game, and uh, the, the school where we, the team we was playing against, like it's the school is called Cesar Chavez, and the school is you know it's like it's not a bad school, but it's it's close to the hood. You know what I'm saying? So, right. Um, it was a shootout at the game. And it was helicopters flying. It was crazy. Oh, like and, a uh, like a real shootout, not yeah, like a real shootout. Like the game wasn't yeah. a shootout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got we got beat. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> well, that's what I thought. Maybe out first. <laughs> nah, it was a real guns firing shootout, right? So, um, when I when I get back to the to school. You know, I'm calling my mom and, you know, just making sure she's good because she she was by herself and she was going, you know, said to her car in the parking lot. So she like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm good. Coach, uh, uh, Coach Jeremy, he walked me to my car, made sure I was good. I was like, man, this dude is solid, man. Like he looked to look out for my mom like that. You know, he could have he could have just been on some like, let me get up out of here like type stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and he, you know, he, he really held it down. I was like, man, you know what? So I decommitted from, from USC. Man, I went to Oklahoma. And then when I got to Oklahoma, I, I, I left high school early, though. I, I graduated um, uh, a semester early from high school. Okay. So, In the ja- so January, January fall. Uh, 2009, I start college. I'm 17 years old. Wow. Fisher brings me in, and I went. I uh, I took second indoors that year in indoor nationals, which was like in February. So like after a month and a half, you know what I'm saying I'm already I got second at nationals. I I improved by like at this time like three feet in in a month wow. and a half. So come outdoor season, I improve another like two feet. And I break the uh I break the American Junior record, and uh it was on my 18th birthday. This is uh this is 2009 oh, June of 2009. I win a national title. My it's, I'm supposed to be a senior in high school, and so at this point is when agents this is when agents start hitting me up and like they they like you can make this you can do that da, 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 you can be a pro. And I'm like what? I'm like what? I, I ain't know nothing about this. Like, hold on. Right. Like, how does that work? So it was He's like, it yeah, was, I just hey, got to college. I just got here. <laughs> like, these dudes is grown men to me still. Like, I'm a kid. And so I'm like, man, hold on. Tell me more. I want to know more because I'm coming from nothing. Like, and and you telling you you telling me these these dollar amounts, and I'm like, hold on, like. Tell me more. Like, explain the game to me. 
and these are agents literally hitting me up on Facebook like, congratulations, man. If you if you out here looking for an agent, like let me know. Uh, there's been talks that you can make X amount of dollars. I'm like what? All right. So at that point, I'm like, all right. I know I know what the pro game. I know what the pro uh, circuit is like. I know what to look for. I'm like, you know what? I'm a, I'm gonna come back one more year on another level. And 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 hit these and hit these fools for a bigger bag. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I uh, I'm trying the, the next year. I'm training. I'm going crazy. Like I'm I'm pulling out numbers like crazy on another level from what I was doing the prior year. This is 2010 now. I go home. I go home for a uh, Christmas break, and I'm like, man, I'm about to I'm about to. When I get back, because Fisher see me when I get back, he's gonna see me on on another level. So I'm lifting, I'm lifting crazy weight. And uh and I and I end up hurting myself. I get two stress fractures in my low back. So I get back, I get back, <laughs> I get back to Oklahoma and everything is in shambles. Like I can right. barely put put my pants on, like my leg, I had I had nerve damage. I couldn't like my leg would just buckle when I walk. You know, and, and nobody, no doctors could understand what was really going on. So they was like, man, it might be a wrap for you. Like, we don't, we don't know how to treat this. So I'm like, damn, like, this season is chopped up. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, it was nothing I could do. And uh, that was, I felt like that was supposed to be my year to, to really make that push to go pro. But, you know, I feel like that was just guys guys were showing me like, nah, you still got more work to do on this level. And so uh, around that time, the end of that season was when uh, Coach Fisher was like, yeah, man, um, I'm thinking about getting another job. I'm like, I'm like, what? Well, where, are you, where are you trying to go? I'm like, what school are we going to? He like, yeah, nah. You going I'm, to? He like, yeah. he like, we, <laughs> we? I'm going to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wherever you going, I'm going. So I'm like, what school are we going to? He like, nah, I'm thinking about going to the Olympic Training Center in San Diego. And at this point, I'm like, dang, but like, I'm like, coach, you know, I can't. Like, my stock has just fell off. Like, I can't go pro right now. And he's just like, yeah, man. Like, he's like, just give me, give me a, give me some time to really think about this. And so I was like, I'm gonna give you some time, but at the same time, I'm about to, you know, look at some other situations. And at this point, now this comes back to Oregon. At this point, Oregon was was good at distance. They had a good distance team. But as a whole team, Florida had the best team. Yeah, no, they, Florida was really good while I was in college. Well, at the same time. but Yeah. Uh, I'm like, man, this is the best school. And at this time, all the other coaches just hit me from, like, schools. Like, Oregon hit me back at that point, too. Like, do you? everyone knew I was looking to transfer. Uh-huh. So Oregon hit me, LSU, these were all the top schools, mm-hmm. Texas and there. And I was like, hmm. I was I was talking to the coaches, but I, I only took one visit to Florida. And so I took my visit to Florida. And at the time, they had uh, just got this coach, like world-renowned jumps, older jumps guru coach. His name is Coach Booth. And um, What's his and name? They had coach Booth. Oh, Dick Booth. Booth. I thought you said Ooth. I was like. Oh, no. Nah, his name was Dick Booth. And uh, he had recruited me to Arkansas when I was 
coming out of high school, but I just was not messing with Arkansas. It was too cold. And um, so I, I ended up going to Florida. Um, and when I got there, they just – they put me on, like, such a, a strict program to get my, my back healed, and I was – I was back, you know what I'm saying, in that in that next season. And I won another national title. I went pro and then I moved to San Diego. That's what's up. Yeah. So when you went to Florida and they put you on that program, you really felt back. Like you felt like yourself again. Yeah. They didn't allow me to to do anything until my back was healthy. <laughs> I couldn't touch no weights. I couldn't do no bounds. I couldn't do no stadiums, no nothing. They was like we gon' your your if your back is not a hundred percent, you're not you're not doing anything yet. You know what I'm saying? And and that was I appreciate him for that, you know, because if it wasn't for that, I probably wouldn't have recovered one hundred percent. You know, so yeah, that's that's that was like how I ended up going pro. Oh, and that same year was was uh we had world championships that year. So after the college season was world championships, and then uh I had went and got a bronze at my first world champions championship and then uh the following year 2012 was uh my first olympics and then i got a silver and a bronze there and then um wow yeah and then just been trying to get medals ever since (laughs) just trying to get medals ever since man stacking them up how many medals total do you have now like Uh, out of all of them bronze silver gold uh i think i got nine nine medals that's amazing, man. Yeah, nine. I'll take yep. some if you don't need them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing, but no, that's an incredible. That's an incredible story, an incredible journey. Like, uh, I, I mean, I didn't know any of that, and uh, really, really cool. You know, uh, facing adversity early at a young age. And, mm-hmm. and 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 getting put in this position where like you were pretty much feeling like man it, it might be over right now but showing grit toughness res, you know resiliency uh making the tough and having choice. someone else believe in you yeah 100 percent. you know for sure making a tough choice to go to florida a little bit of an unknown place and then um and then essentially going pro after that so after you go pro you link back up with coach fish oh mm-hmm. Yup, get back with Coach Fish, and then we've been running it up ever since. Yeah. When you won your first gold, you remember that? You remember that moment? You remember that day? The yep. and everything. Yeah. When was it? Uh, World Indoors, two thousand twelve. World Indoor Championships. Wow. Yeah, two thousand and twelve. It was like March two thousand and twelve, and uh, that whole indoor season, I was just on fire, like. Any track you put me on, I was gonna do something crazy from the from the first mm-hmm. meet. You know what I'm saying? And everything was just hitting right. And um yeah, it was it was it was really like a given, you know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't even it wasn't even really a debate that it was just uh, it was just complete dominance that that uh that indoor season. You know what I'm saying? And I was just feeling I was just feeling great. Like it was nobody at, Everyone knew that they couldn't beat me, and I knew that they couldn't beat me. You know what I'm saying? And it was that, it was just that energy when we competed. You know what I'm saying? And um, yeah, I went out there, and uh, a couple guys had put some big jumps out there, and it was just like, okay, like 
Y'all going to make me pull this out. Y'all going to make me pull this ace out of my deck now. All right. Boom. You know what I'm saying, like, and it was that that was the energy of that of that of that season, and so like yeah, it was really just a given, man. And and uh, I remember I remember when uh when I won, everyone who won got a bottle of champagne, and I wasn't I wasn't old enough to drink yet. I wasn't okay. old enough to drink yet, and uh like the USA team was still going by the US rules. We were in Istanbul, yeah. Turkey at the time. We were in Turkey. I don't know what the drinking age is. Oh, but it was probably legal. Probably legal. But the USA team was on some like, nah. And so, yeah. so it was like, we're going to give you this bottle, Will, but just don't drink it. And I was like, for sure. I ha! Just hold it. <laughs> I said, bet I ain't going to drink it. Here, here's, some Mar- <laughs> here's some Martinelli's. <laughs> they gave me that bottle, man. I, uh, and we were in this little courtyard at a hotel. And I was like, I ain't going to drink it, but I'm going to do this. And I popped it. And I just start spraying it everywhere in the hotel. <laughs> I'm spraying the bottle like that's <laughs> awesome. I was like, I ain't gonna drink it, but I'm gonna do this. And uh, yeah, that's what it's for anyway. <laughs> and then, I mean, you have to celebrate somehow. Yeah, yeah. And you know what's crazy? Like after a moment like that, you do all of that. You go back to your hotel room, and then you just by yourself, and it's just like. Yeah, that was cool, but now I'm back to just like reality, and this, and then mm-hmm. once you get back to that, it's like, what next? Well, because it's like the Olympic high, you know. Olympians always have, no matter if you're competing in the Olympics or a different world championship, whatever it may be, you have that high. You're you're put on a pedestal at that point, and then all of a sudden, it's gone. And you kind of, you know what I mean? Like, look at Michael Phelps. He had to really work on his mental health to figure out a way to recover because when he's not in the pool and not racking up medals, he feels like he's not worthy. You know what I mean? I'm not saying you felt that way, but I'm just saying it's a common thing with Olympian. Well, I know the coronavirus has put the sports world on hold and your March Madness bracket that never even existed this year Maybe busted, but that doesn't mean you have to stop placing your bets. BetOnline.com has hundreds of exciting games to wager, like poker and blackjack. And I mean, we've still got American Idol, the Spelling Bee, Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest, My Money's on Joey Chestnut, obviously. There's still so much fun to be had. So go online to betonline.com and use the promo code MYPOD100 to get 50% off with a welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right, for our listeners, 50% off with your promo code MYPOD100. Bet online. The fun never ends. For sure, yeah, I could definitely, uh, I could see how that could be a thing. Um, but for me, it's crazy that, like, my memory was just, it, I was, it was, I just moved on from it so quick. It took for me, it took, it took for me winning the medal, getting a bottle of champagne, spraying it, then going to my room, <laughs> going to my room, and then I'm like, okay. <laughs> what's next what's next like um i'm over that you know what i'm saying that was cool now i'm setting new goals and i'm i'm trying to get back to work you know this is because it's like i i didn't really uh i wasn't really doing it for no one else you know i wasn't really like 
looking for any type of validation or anything like that. Because when 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 you're competing in track and field, like the only time you really get the recognition is during the Olympics. So this World Indoor Championships, right? I could come back with, I could I could have won a million dollars and came back with a backpack full of uh, cash and went through the airport and no one would have known who I was. You know what I'm saying? Totally. And so in my mind, I was just like, yeah, it doesn't matter. You know, mm-hmm. I, I need to prepare for my next, my next feat, you know, and that was, right. and that was the 2012 Olympics. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, and that, that relates so much to the event that you compete in. Like I, I can only imagine, I mean, it's, it's like a lot of what the track events are like, but in triple jump, it's that one moment when the jump is happening where you're on TV, where people are watching you. Like, it's that or die. You know, like, I, I don't know how to explain it. You don't have a whole couple of hours to figure your shit out. You know what I mean? You got, like, one shot at that point or or however many rounds it usually is. I don't even remember. But you know right. you know no, what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's that small amount of time that, like, makes you or breaks you as an elite athlete and that to me is harder than what a lot of people experience when they compete in you know sports on the court on the field a lot of time because you you only got one shot yeah that's a great point you only got one shot you only got one shot and it's it's um it's not measured by man (laughs) it's measured by this either a either a clock or a measuring tape and there's no there's no way around that you know right. there's no like oh man that that looked like it was what nah. it? yeah <laughs> what what, yeah. what is yeah. the number that came up on the board and that's yeah. that's it you know what i'm saying that's uh-huh. it it's like you know in gymnastics yeah. you have you have judges boxing you got judges you know they can kind of sway things a certain way and track is so pure like and that's that's what, you know, is the beauty of it. It's like, did you mm-hmm. do it or did you not? You know what I'm saying? There's no mm-hmm. in-between. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever had a moment when you felt like you were about to make the best jump of your life or you felt like you did, but then you faltered? Yeah. Yeah. I've had, I've had moments when I felt really good. And, okay. and, uh, and I technically just, like, messed up. You know okay. what I'm saying? I did yeah. something wrong. Yeah. I've had I've had moments I've had moments like that where I was I felt really good and I was in shape and everything was aligned and, and I technically just I I didn't uh, like, execute the right way. Like was it a step or Yeah. Like just a step of me not not having my, my foot placement the right way. Right. Or 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 just a foul. I've had times right. where I've fouled right. and I broke yeah. the world record. Right. You know? Well, th- that's what I was wondering is mm. if that happened and... Ooh, that's gotta if it, hurt, Yeah, and that's what... Exactly. Like, yeah. I can't imagine if you land yeah. and you're feeling like you just made the best jump of your life, but all of a sudden you find you're disqualified. Yep, yep. That's, that's happened. And uh, it's like, for me, I'm like, that... That really just puts it in my head that I could do it though. It's like, okay, like I'll give that one up. I just got to do it next time. You know, that's, that's the feeling that, you know, that gives me, um, but I've also had times where I, uh, just wasn't a hundred percent healthy. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Okay. In track, if you're not a hundred percent healthy, you get that, that even if, even if you're 90%, that 10% gets exposed because yeah, hell yeah. 
everyone is at the top of their game. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're not at the tip top, you're not in shape, and you're not 100% healthy or 90 or whatever, then you're going to get exposed, you know? And and that's that's happened to me before to, to, to the point to where it's like, man, like, just one little hiccup, like, changed the course of my whole season. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that track is – it's a pure sport, man. Yeah. Like, it ain't – it's pure. It's no, it really it's is. No I, it's no hiding. I it's never no thought about it in, in, in that much detail. Well, and there's like you know, no, there's you. You don't get a redo. Detail. You don't get a redo. Uh, you, you know, you don't get a like. Okay, first down again. Like you, you know, there's no ref there to yeah. figure out. Yeah. Like, okay, never mind. Bad call. Whatever it may be. Yeah. Like, nope. Right. That's it. And and also to your point earlier, Bridget, like man, I, you know, I know for me as a runner, I've, I've always kind of viewed myself as somewhat of a of a rhythm runner. And what do I mean by that? Like man, it might take, you know, it might take three or to four carries to, yeah. to really get to get that feel. You know, you might miss the first yep. six shots yeah. of a game, and all of a sudden you just catch fire. Catch fire. You, know? mm-hmm. and you got one. Mm-hmm. You got like one shot. You know, like yep. you know, in in track, man, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And then you talk about getting exposed at 90%, like, I mean, I we talk about it all the time in the football locker room. Ain't nobody ever 100% in the in, in, 100%. In, 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 in. <laughs> yeah. Never. <laughs> yeah. Might, you know what I mean? You might be 100% about the first game, and that's about it. You know, everybody's going to have a little, you're going to have a bruise here, you're going to have something there, you're going to have an ankle, you're yeah. going to have something that's going to be hurting. You're not trying if you're really season. 100% the whole time, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. uh Man, it's, it, it, it's it's amazing to think about that in that uh, in that much detail. You mentioned, um, you know, not jumping for for any recognition. You know, it, it's all pure love of 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 track and field. And one of the other, you know, things about track athletes, Bridget mentioned mental health earlier, things like that. Um, you guys. From a from an economic standpoint, right? Uh, you know, your your salaries are, are are different. You know, your your payment comes mostly from sponsorships, from what I understand. Um, and yeah. if you know, and if you're not one of the top, it's not know, a salary. Athletes, it's a yeah, it's a real struggle. You know. Yeah, I yeah, and especially in my event, like I could honestly tell you that there are. Two, two jumpers in the whole world right now that makes six figures plus. And I'm one of them. That wow. is the rest, so crazy. The rest of them in the United States, what's what's minimum wage? What's minimum wage? It's, it's different everywhere. I don't know. I don't even know what it is. In, Cali- in, in California, let's just say it's $8. I don't know. I don't even know. Yeah, I think that's what it was when I don't know. So what? What's that? Twenty thousand a year, something like that. I don't know, but mm-hmm. a lot. That's of, what I made up my last job. A lot of jumpers <laughs> make less than that from yeah sponsorships. You yeah. know what I mean? And uh, unbelievable. It's 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 unbelievable, bro. And it's it's something like we have other we have other alleys like we have we get grants and we there's like USA track and field foundation. They grant athletes, you know, they'll, they'll give a large sum of money to, to athletes, like millions of dollars. They spread it between athletes 
And uh, I was just talking to my boy the other day, like, man, it just, it hurts me to see like some athletes have to depend on that. And uh, in a time like this, if you're not sponsored by a drink company or, or a shoe company right now, obviously there's no track meets, you're making zero dollars. You have zero mm. income right now. You know what I mean? And that is just crazy. You know, like, and a lot of people have coaching fees. They have to pay the physios. You know, they got to pay for a weight room. And it's just like, it hurts, man, because I feel like the sport is so beautiful. And I, I just feel like it just hasn't, we haven't had the, the I guess, the forefathers to 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 build the sport into a a league as the NFL, the NBA. Like, yeah. we haven't had our sport built into perfect, like professionalism for real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's just, it's like, man, like we, we need to do Have better. Have you guys? Sport. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, and the first time that I really recognized that's the sport on that level was when I got to college and going to meets because like at, at Oregon, they are a huge deal oh, and, the, and the, it, it, yeah, and the stadium is packed. Right. And, and having Olympic trials there, you know, it, it's a huge deal, but to see people there have the appreciation for, uh, track athletes is incredible. Like I, I grew a whole new appreciation for track athletes when I was living in Eugene, it was like on a whole, I train with them, you know, like I, I, yeah. you know, coach Fisher opened his doors up to me and, uh, and I would get, gave me the opportunity to, to work out and, and, and train for a full off season for multiple years with these guys. And it was crazy. I mean, sometimes so I, I see some of the best athletes got to go to work at big five after, after training for three, four hours, yep. you know? And, and I'm just yep. like, man, like these are some of the best athletes I've ever been around in my life. You know, uh, the respect, totally. the respect grew immensely, immensely. Big time. I totally agree with you on that. Yeah, man, that's, the, I, I really believe that uh, it's just a disservice at this point as, as far as the sport. It's like we got to really take it to another level. I feel like right yeah. now we want a disservice to even the next generation because you got, you got athletes, but like, you got athletes that are really talented in track and field, but because they don't know, like even me, I'm I'm guilty of it. I didn't know nothing about anything past college in track and field. So I'm trying to, I want to play football, you know, because I know that I, I know what, I know how big, big that is, you know, but a lot of people are swayed from track and field because they like, yes, yeah, not really, it's not really much after after college when it comes to that. So I'm gonna go play a sport that you know it, it is a uh, you know is bigger. Right, but that does come down to being able to I think build your individual brand right now. Sure. Uh, that that goes beyond you know your talent in the sport. I think social media has given us this tool, especially right now when nobody's out competing. Um, do you see a lot of your peers and? and teammates who have done that successfully and been able to kind of uh, support themselves because of the brand they've built? For sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's a lot of, it's a lot of athletes, track and field athletes that are doing well. Um, but it's just a, the, the, the gap. It's, oh, it's, oh yeah, totally. It's just, the gap is just so big, but like you have, 
you're not you're not gonna have like an this athlete. is Pluto and this is the sun, yeah. yeah but you you're not gonna have an athlete that uh has a great social media presence and is not good <laughs> and 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 have like these these deals as far as like a, a track and field sponsorship deal like you that's they they going off of numbers like what are your numbers how what are you what medals what medals can you potentially get that's what it's all about medals at the end of the day you know so like obviously everyone now at this point like with what's going on everyone's you know building their their social presence absolutely um but when it comes down to it it's like okay i am a shoe sponsor and i want to see my brand on the podium at the olympic games for however many minutes or seconds or whatever and this is how much money that's worth that's that's all it comes down to um you know, in in the in the track and field industry, like this is a two part question. You know, who who yeah. would you say are the leaders um, of of track and field? And then, have you guys talked about possibly putting together some sort of players association uh, and and perhaps doing uh, something to change? To excuse me, to change the landscape. Of, of what's going on um, economically for track athletes. Yeah, yeah, we have a, we actually just started a union, you know, nice. and uh, all the athletes are coming together. Um, a, a, a group of like the the bigger players in the sport have have created a a um, a union for all the athletes to be a part of. And um, how can I put it, man? It's tough still for us because it's like who who do we go up who are we really going up against mm -hmm. this is like you got the you got the nflpa and you got the nfl right you have this you have a track and field union but we don't have no league we going up yeah. against like right. We, we're going yeah, up and, and like, you guys are spread out through through a bunch of countries to the whole world you know it's not yeah. just it's yeah. not just the united it's states the US. Which, yeah. yeah so that makes it very tricky when it gets to that point and so like we are like trying to to uh, align the athletes with the international athletics federation you know what i'm saying or the, or the world athletics federation which is like on their end, they're like, look, man, we just we just trying to give y'all the world championships, you know, and we trying to we're we're the in between of y'all and the Olympics. Like, you know, we can only do so much. And then USATF, they like, we have we we a nonprofit organization. We're doing what we can for the sport of track and field in the United States, not just for pros, but for for masters, for juniors, for everything. Like, you know, we can only do so much for y'all pros you know what i'm saying so it's like yeah. we at this point it's kind of like okay so who can we go to with these with these problems that we have or these these issues that we have because y'all don't got like a cba right no <laughs> no nah. it's bro it's literally it's the wild i i wouldn't i, don't, I ain't gonna call it that but it's 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 not a <laughs> It's not, it's not a like, 
yeah, it's not a CBA. There's no one that can really say what's what. Like, you can have an agent. You can have an agent who is also a meat director. What? So, so look. So That's if I crazy. am, if I'm an agent, and that seems like a conflict of interest. <laughs> Rob, I'm an agent. You, my boy. You an agent too. <laughs> I got this. I got this. We're all agents. Me. I got <laughs> no. You you work for Nike. Or oh, you work okay. for you work for shoe company, but we cool, we cool too. So look, I'm gonna get you to sponsor my meet. All right, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to sign. Um, I'm gonna sign the top five track athletes from college this year. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring them to you. You're gonna you're gonna uh, pay them whatever you pay them. I'm gonna get fifteen percent from all their deals. I also have a track meet. So I'm going to come to you and I'm going to ask you to sponsor my track meet. Okay. I'm going to put all my athletes in for show. <laughs> and then I'm hitting Rob like, Hey bro, who you got on your roster? Bring them through, bring them to my track meet, bring them in. And when, uh, that money comes through and my athletes, make whatever they make from the meat. I'm getting what I get. I'm getting, I'm getting my money from the meat. I'm getting the money from my athletes, 15, the percentage. And then I'm and the sponsors <laughs> and the sponsors. So, wow. So, okay, this feels like a fifth grader who's just like, I'm going to be an architect and a teacher <laughs> and a fireman and a football player. I'm going to do it. Wow. And like, hey, no, is like, this real life? That's a real thing, bro. Oh my gosh. It's that should real, be illegal. It should be illegal. But who's to say it's illegal? <laughs> there's no one to there's, Yeah, there, there's no one to regulate. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, so it's like that. And uh but you know what, man? We love we all every track athlete I know, we love this sport. And we're going to we're going to make strides to 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 where you know, the next generation doesn't have to go through what we went through, and we're gonna we're gonna make it right. You know, it's it's gonna take time, but uh, we're we're gonna make it right, and and the sport is gonna you know it's gonna be in the in the light that it deserves to be. You know, when uh, when God says so, God says the time is right. Definitely, I could not agree yeah. with you That's more 100%. on that, especially. Uh, I want to know how you felt when the Olympics were postponed this year because every year is another opportunity for your sport to grow, especially with the fact that we've grown media coverage to a whole new level. So what were you doing? How did you feel when the Olympics were postponed? Oh, man. Especially because, like, this is the thing that you guys prepare for. I mean, you guys do other meets. Yeah. But this is, like, this is the one. This is it. You know? This is the one, and you wait every four years for it. This, this is like it's like if the Super Bowl is every four years, bro. Totally. You know. I feel you. And it's like so, we train literally in blocks of of four years. Like, okay, this year we're gonna work on this. This okay. year we're gonna work on that. Like four years, we we plan it in four years. 
And so for me, I was just like, okay, I've, I've put in so I went over, I've, I've, I've had to go overtime to, to, to get to the point to where I feel like I'll be ready to go for Olympic trials to make the team first. Right. We have the hardest team to make. Our our results at Olympic trials are better than the Olympics. So I've heard, yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah. Okay. Continue. And a lot of people don't so, know that you got to make the yeah. team first too. You got to make the team. You got to have, you got to be top three on that day. There were a few, there were a few uh, teams that were, decided it like the marathon they decided that already mm -hmm. um which is probably gonna have to they're gonna have to do trials again but mm -hmm. um yeah so i think it it uh it was a the the i'm gonna tell you this the worst period of time was when it was talks about it being canceled but in limbo. we didn't know when we were in limbo that was the worst because it's like okay oh. like I'm training, I'm doing all of this stuff that I need to be doing, but I don't know for what time. Like, okay, is it gonna be is it gonna be in October now? You guys gonna push it back? Cause at first they were saying they couldn't move the Olympics outside of the year. So it was like, okay, is it gonna get canceled? Is it gonna be later in the year? Uh, what what's happening? And no one had answers. Like the I mean, Summer I mean, Olympics in December. In December, yeah. But what? But at, and no one was really at fault for it because it's right. like, man, this thing took us by storm. And so it was just like, okay, like we just have to at least force them to make a decision. Whoever whoever has the power at B, you know. And so we like just let us know something like. And so when when we got the actual like word that it was going to be moved to the following year to 2021 we're like okay cool all right so this is still not ideal but at least we know now you know what i'm saying so i think uh i think the ioc they did right by us when they did that and i think they they did right by our people because um a, a situation like that if if things were still going crazy and they had the olympics that's a that's a breeding ground. You got every every continent, every country in one place. Oh. And if something were to happen and everyone went back, it just it would have been, you know, real it would have been terrible for the world. And so I, I think they did right by that. And and just me being in like the Olympic Village and seeing how that goes, like it wouldn't I heard it's it, crazy there. Yeah, it's crazy. It's I mean it's just it's it's a it's like a whole like apartment complex of athletes from all over the world you know like <laughs> it's like a whole it's like a neighborhood with blocks like high-rise buildings filled with athletes from every country you could think of you know and uh in a cafeteria where we all eat we congregate together and it's just like you 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 see the best of the best like i remember coming outside and seeing kobe walk past my front door like Oh wow! Like, wow! I'm like, what? That's crazy. You probably <laughs> did double take. Like, I'm like, man, but like, it was yeah, it was crazy. Like, you sit down and you right next to the 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 Williams sisters, Venus and Serena Williams, right there. Like, oh my gosh, crazy, you know. So like, yeah, it's 
it's cool to be around like all those. I remember in, in 2012, I was next door. My uh, apartment was next door to like the Fab Five, the gymnast girls. Yeah, yeah. And uh, bro, they were like babies. They were so young. Oh, they like, were so <laughs> little. Yeah. They were young, and like it was just. I was like, dang, like these are children. Like yeah, literally like children. But they so talented though. Like. It's crazy how talented they are, and just how and how disciplined they they are. Like and and just being able to see that it, it makes you that sticks with you. You know, it, it stuck with me to where I'm like, okay, like it don't it doesn't matter what I thought. You know, I was doing. I could I could do more. I could do, I could I could tap in more to being great. You know, just from seeing other athletes on that level, the best of the best. And you, you you take from that, you know. I feel like it's inspiring, even for me as an athlete. Definitely. Yeah. One hundred percent. Well, we know we know the IOC made the right decision, right? Postponing oh. it till next year. But from a from a training standpoint, from a preparation standpoint, do you see mm-hmm. do you see any positivity in it? Can 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 you find like the good in that, or or not really? You know, obviously, like you said, everything has been in blocks for four years, right? Boom, boom, boom. Here you are, you're mm-hmm. training, right? And you always want to train to hit your peak, right? When you're supposed to perform. And so now yeah. that you essentially have to wait another year, is that mm-hmm. is that a blessing in disguise? Maybe you know, do you see do you see any good in that at all? Oh yeah, I look at it as a blessing in disguise. I would do myself a disservice to to believe that this is the best that I could be this year. I I feel like at this point, I feel like at this point it gave me more time to to work on my yeah. weaknesses, things that you know I I still could get better at. You know, like I could only get better. You know, I with 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 time, it's all it's just what you do with it and. If you felt like, if you felt like, if you were upset about the Olympics being canceled because you felt like this was the best that you could be, then you already lost. You already out of the picture for next year. That's a wrap. What about like, the older? What about the older uh, 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 competitors though, who maybe who were maybe saying, "Hey, this is my last. This is my last one." Yeah. This was that was that was a few people like this was they swan song, and. That's tough, man. Like, I feel like when you have it in your mind, like, okay, this is it. I'm gonna give it my all right now. It's like, it's that la- it's like that last rep, you know, like and you you're like, man, I'm just gonna give it I'm my all right push, now. Yeah. Yeah. Th- that's that's a whole nother case, bro. I can't yeah. even really But speak I think it's the same with what it. you said though. I think it's still I still I, I think it's I think what you said still resonates. Even even then. It's like, man, mentally, if you felt like even then this was going to be your last, we know it's going to be your last Olympics. You train, you prepare. But even mentally, if you feel like, man, you 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 can't use another year, you know, to right. to improve just yeah. a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? Even at an older mm-hmm. age, then you already lost. Oh. I think you it still lost. resonates the yeah. same. Even even if even if you got one percent better. Than you were this year. That's a big difference. That's a big difference. That could make track. it or break it for you on a, on a medal. Yeah, like I, 
I did, uh, I beat a dude. No, I was I was three centimeters between uh, bronze and silver medal. Three centimeters, like. Mm. And then the guy behind me was three centimeters behind me that got four. Oh my gosh. Mm. So like it, it's really like down to that, you know. So like one percent is big. So even if you can get one percent better, you know what I'm saying? Between this year and next year, that's that's that can make that can make or break you, like you said. And uh yeah, you gotta you gotta have a mindset like I could get better. I can't I I it, it don't matter how I feel right now. If I feel great right now, I can feel better than this, you know? So, like, for me, I feel like the best thing to do is to continue training. Continue training as though going to be my next question. going to happen. Continue training as the season going to happen. Take your, take your same uh, rest period that you would take in, in, the, in like, December. Okay. And, and uh, get back to it as though it's another season, you know? But even with this season, it's not a wash yet. You know, it's still there's still a chance that there's going to be meets this year. So, you know, I feel like you still gotta you still gotta put in your work. You know, yeah. as best yeah. as you can. We don't got gyms right now. Like, I can't I can't lift the way that I usually lift, and I can't go to the track because um, we just uh, we just got shut down. <laughs> really? We just got shut down. Yeah. Well, I was going to say because you yeah. guys are kind of private, right? Okay, back to the show in a bit. But first, I wanted to tell you guys about my new favorite t shirt company, True Classic Tees. I'm sure you've seen Rob and I rocking casual t shirts on the podcast all the time. It's our go to look not only for style, but also comfort. And True Classic Tees has cuts that we both love. Plus, they're only 15 bucks. You can't get much better than that. Go to trueclassictees.com and use the code at checkout, B-L-E-A-V, for 20% off. That's Bleave, B-L-E-A-V, at trueclassictees.com. Now, back to the show. Yeah, I mean, like, the, the, the Olympic Training Center is almost like its own island, in a way, where it's just like, it's just y'all. It ain't like... You know, the general public is living with you guys. I mean, it's literally just the track uh, athletes and the coaches yep. who don't always even stay and on campus. And that's it. You know? Yeah. And so so, so even then, you, you guys, you can't even go onto the track anymore. Nope, because, because uh, it's still people that come in and out for work. And so if... Uh, yeah, that, that's contact made easy. If they bring it in, then it's just going to spread between everybody at the center because most people, they live there, they eat there. So, like, it'll just go crazy at that point. Like, even 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 for me, like, I don't live on site. And so if I'm out here, you know, whatever, just out in the streets, and then I go to the center and I had it and I didn't know because you can't yeah. know. You, you can have it you and know, I know. Yeah, you could be asymptomatic, yeah. So I could I could have passed it to someone, you know, and, and then it it could have just spread throughout the whole center. So I think they're trying to protect us, you know, as far as that, protect all the athletes, protect the entity of the center. So I understand, you know, I understand, and I I got I got what I need at the house, you know, I got what I need at the house. So I just do what I did. You did you invest in some uh, some home equipment? 
Yeah, USA Track and Field, that gave us like a grant. Oh my every, gosh, every that's awesome. Athlete. That is. Yeah, they gave that us a is. grant to, to buy wow. to buy some turn. Yeah, USA that's Track beautiful. and Field, they did. That's that really field. beautiful right there. That is. That's what's up. Uh, big ups, big ups to, to, to yeah. USA Track and Field for that. That's, you yeah. know, that's big time because yeah, ain't nobody yeah. else doing that. <laughs> no. Nobody. You on your own. You know, they talking about a yeah. demolition plan in the contracts where you can't, they won't pay you nothing. You know. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a, in the, in the, uh, in the NFL, I'm not sure about the NBA or any, or any of the other leagues, but I know that. Uh, I heard about the NBA. There's been some some talks about a, a demolition clause in the in the NFL contract where essentially you know if we can't play that's you don't you don't get any you don't get anything you don't get nothing. And if if you have I think right it's like something also if you have the virus it makes you something like that because it's basically like not right. being able to pass a physical. Exactly. Wow. Yep. If you have the virus, you come with the virus, you fail your physical. And that essentially means what? you can, yeah, you're you're susceptible to get cut or, uh, yeah, lose your contract. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, I feel like we, the world is gonna be so different when we come back from this. I agree. It's a lot of people so saying that, and 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 I, I I I do to a certain degree. I just think that it's yes, things are gonna be different, but it's just like you still gotta do regular stuff i'm just i'm just not sure you know you know what i mean like you're sure. still gonna want to go to it's, it's i i feel like in a way people are gonna fiend more to that's what, to I'm, that's what I'm saying stuff that's what i'm saying yeah people are people are going bro because being in the house for so long when people get a chance to go outside they're gonna go everywhere they're gonna buy everything they like every like it's just gonna be it's gonna be a time where, like, people. I feel like people, people just are gonna, gonna live. Appreciate. Yeah, they gonna live. They gonna appreciate it so much more because right now all you got is is a, a DJ Nice uh, Instagram live to go to go catch the vibe at right now, man. Like, you know, stuff like that where it's like when we get a chance to go outside, people are gonna really appreciate it, man. And people going, people are gonna appreciate human encounters. You know, right. like in totally. real life, right, right. It's gonna be, it's gonna be different, man. It's gonna be different. I just saw L.A. I just saw L.A. had the cleanest air it's ever had in decades. Like, yeah, really. I feel like, yeah, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. The world is. I feel like it's just rejuvenating right now while we inside, yeah. and we yeah. gonna come back out, and this is gonna be a whole like. It's just gonna be different in a good way. I feel like. I yeah, agree. me too. People are me gonna too. appreciate the little things more. Yeah, and some people feel like everybody's gonna be like, "Uh, don't, don't touch." But I don't want to. I don't want to touch money. I don't want to. I just don't. I don't believe that. I don't believe that for for yeah, a, for I don't, a yeah, second. Yeah, I don't think that. I think people uh, will be more aware in just in general. Like, wash your hands after you go to the bathroom. Sure. You know what I mean? Like things like that. Like, yeah, sure. Like, the basics. Sure. The basics for sure. Yeah. Or like yeah. don't or don't bring an infected bat into a marketplace in China. So, ladies and gentlemen, Will Clay, Will Clay, the USA track team on the show with us. Um, I want to get I want to shift gears a little bit. 
uh, before we before we head into closing. And I so, want to talk about I want to talk about I want to I don't want to talk about Will Clay no more. I want to talk about Ill Will. <laughs> I want to talk about Ill Will. Okay. So, yeah. so you're big into the music. You've come out with two EPs this year. Kill Will was the first one, I believe, and then you just came out with one I believe last week called Slide for Love, right? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. If y'all haven't heard those, you gotta go check those out. Plus all his other music, but those are the most recent ones, recent albums. I would love to know personally, when did the music, when did music get started for you? When did it become a passion? And then when do you say, you know what, I want to start recording and making music? Man, uh, I just told somebody the other day, I said, I, I recorded my first song before I ever took my first triple jump. Like, wow. I... I was making music, me and, and Don, me and my boy Don, you know, Don, we were, we had this, uh, it was this video game. It was like the hip hop uh, guitar hero, but you had a mic. I don't know if you remember that I game. Know, I know what you're talking about and I, I can't think remember I, what it's I think called. I do. Yeah, me yeah, neither. I don't remember what it was called, but we had, the, the game comes with a mic and it was a, it was a USB mic. And so we took the mic and plugged it into the computer and downloaded Fruity Loops. And we just would like <laughs> record. We had like a, that was back when the Dell was like the big old big computer. Box. Right? Like, Box. And so like we would just download beats off of LimeWire. You know what I'm saying? LimeWire. I forgot about that site. Oh my Man, god. LimeWire Lime was LimeWire was that site. That was the you get everything. That was the I one. I was making mixtapes, bro. I was making tapes on there, burning CDs. <laughs> Man, we had a book. We had a booklet of CDs and the whip for like. You know what I'm saying? What you want? You want some? You want some? Uh, keep the snake. You want some Wayne? Okay. What you want? What you want? Yeah. What you want? We got it. You said DMX, <laughs> Pac, anything, bro. But um, yeah, like me and Don, man, we started making music at a young age, and uh, it was never like at the time you couldn't just upload like a record to iTunes like you can now. At that time, distribution was different, so like we wasn't even thinking like that. We was just thinking on some like we just making music for us, like. We do it. We make it. We listen to it. We we give it to the homies, and we just like oh, no one else would know the lyrics besides us. You know what I'm saying? And we would just play it for ourselves. But um, you know, it's always been something like that. Just like a like a a thing that me and the homies did. You know, just like it's just like getting together with the homies and and freestyling or whatever. Like we we just recorded and it was just a bonding thing for, for us as as homies and um it didn't it didn't really go public until like 2012 and uh I had I was in LA I had uh I had just came back from Olympics I was in LA just celebrating with with uh, a couple of my boys and uh we bumped into YG at the club and uh we just like became cool and he, he was like pull up to the studio you know so we did and uh, uh another one of my boys he was a producer he was he was still in school at the time and i had him pull up and he played some beats and then uh me and yg ended up making this record that that went big probably one of 
you know, one of his his, his biggest records to date. And so, like, that was like a springboard into the whole, like, music industry. Like, off of that one song, people was like, Will Clay is the best rapper in Arizona, like, Arizona history. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, y'all, y'all jumping the gun with that one. Like, I just, you know what I'm saying? Right. I didn't feel like my verse was that hard. You know what I'm saying? Right. But, uh, but that was when uh, it went public. And then from there, I was just like, you know what? People really, they really uh enjoy the music that I'm putting out, and I'm tired of being put in uh this box and this stigma of athletes making music. Like people, people tend to not take music serious when it comes from athletes, and uh, I hate that, man. And I'm just trying to really break break out of that box. Cause don't get me wrong. It's hard when the radio is like making fun of like you know a, a Shaq and Damian battle things like that. Then they're not going to take it seriously. Which actually Damian's a really good rapper. I think he's really oh, good. Damian, Damian, but, Damian go hard. Damian go hard. He's so good. But it's like yeah. when things like that happen, that's why I believe. You know. Yeah. No. Don't get me wrong. There are some. There have been some athletes that have put out some terrible music. <laughs> don't get me wrong. But but I feel like. I feel like you you can't put nobody in a box. Like, look at Jamie yeah. Foxx. Look at Jamie Foxx. Right. Dude, right. Was, he, he's, he's one of the biggest movie stars. Like, and he comes and he's he has a, a Grammy. He like- Yeah, he makes great music. He makes great music. And I yeah. feel like I make great music. So don't yeah, put me in the box of this is an athlete that uh, you know, it's just trying to put out a song just because he got he got an audience, so he's gonna put out music just because he's a big time athlete. No, like I really, right. I really do this. Like I really am a student of the game. I really, yeah, like put my my heart and time and effort into the music. You know what I'm saying? As a as a real artist, so you know, I just I'm always pushing like to to just make people understand that, you know, not even for me, but just for other, you know, athletes that make music too, because it's some cold artists, regardless of what they have done prior to that making music, they, they are a good artist, you know what I'm saying? So that's that's my whole thing now. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just breaking that stigma and uh and putting out fire music. Yeah, we have Renee on the show, uh you know, last week and she, yeah, <laughs> she was just like, you know, a lot of people just, you know, will put her in a box. It's just like, you know, like, like she just eats basketball. It's just like, no, you know, she, she, she enjoys doing TV and making funny videos and, and doing some, some, you know, some, some comical stuff. And, and, um, and, and a lot of people think you can't balance both or you can't, you don't have the time to do other you know other endeavors that that you enjoy that you have a, a, a passion for when in fact you can you can go to the studio after three or four hours of training and sure. and and go hard and, and put a lot of effort into that and, and as well get up the next day and for do sure. it again you know absolutely you can bro and and i always tell people when they ask me how can you do it i tell them like man a lot of athletes i know they love to play video games like they'll That's play their video detox games time. For and this is hours. yours. Yeah. 
Yeah, me, I just, I'd rather record music. Like, it's it's not really much different. You sitting down, or you, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's not much different, you know, as far as the, the, the output of energy, you know, it's and it's just like, you, that's okay. You know, they, them, them sitting around playing video games is okay, but me making music, I'm not focused type, you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, like, I don't want to hear that. There's 24 hours in a day, and I know how to use mine, you know, to where I'm not, I'm not lacking in, in any in either you know way I'm going. You know I'm 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 coming to practice feeling refreshed. I'm feeling good and I'm here to I'm here to work. You know and and nothing is nothing is taken away from that. So yeah, man, it, it's always you know something that somebody want to say that that you uh, not doing right or wrong, but you know the results always speak for themselves when you go out and do what you got to do. It's like whatever, you know, whatever. Well, that's what's up, man. Listen, I appreciate you coming on to the show today, taking some time out for us, you know what I'm saying, to talk about you. That's what really what the show is all about, just you, your journey, your story, uh, and obviously some of the stuff that's going on in the world and stuff like that we get into as well. But, man, thanks for taking the time, man. If y'all have not listened to Kill Will or Sly for Love, <laughs> Y'all need to go get those albums. It's, it's out everywhere. Anywhere you can listen right to some music, you can find it. Okay, it's you fair. can find it. All right, it's it's it, it it it's definitely worth it's definitely worth your ears, man. So, um, Will Clay, man. aka Dub City. That's My God, only for me, <laughs> only only for me. All right, I I I I I, I, I am the uh the cre the, the 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 creator, you know. Can't nobody take that. <laughs> now, That's why I call them Dub City? I don't know. I don't have an answer to that. It just sound it sound clean. Okay, it sound clean. Yeah. That's my reason, right there. Yeah. That's your That's flavor, it. man. That's yeah. Yeah, yeah see what I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah, that's like but, a that's hey. like a, a real like Northern California like type it's of thing. It so is. Oh my god, <laughs> for sure. What that's you know about Northern California? Are you kidding me? <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. NorCal. Um, but uh, but yeah, definitely appreciate it, man. And you know we'll be linking up soon, one hundred percent. Um, get with me, man, because I really want to learn how to do this music stuff on my phone. Now that I got all these microphones and yeah, all this equipment, sure. man, to, to record sure. and do all this cool stuff, man. I'm trying to download yeah. some some uh, some instrumentals and you know and get, it, get yeah, my little get, get my it, little yeah. therapy on too. You know, sure. yeah, straight up, yeah. Nah, no, I'll put you on everything that I got, man. Yep, all get right. it all set, all set up, and get you right. Alright man. Sure. Well y'all yeah. take care, man. Be safe. And we'll uh nice we'll see you later. Yeah, y'all too. Quarantine, quarantine, Peace. quarantine. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Alright. Peace. Alright. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts 
so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.